For the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast is fueled by the Manshake. I lost 30 kilos in 10 months using this meal replacement shake. If you want to support the show and Max and my weight loss journey, or to even start your own, click the link in the description below. The Manshake. Real blokes, real results. For the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast over 40 years of playing PlayStation and six plus years in the games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, please check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our links can be found in the description below. If you want to join us as the conversation happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures, where you can watch us record this show live. You can get in the chat. You can become part of the show. We also have this little pre-show ramble. We just talked about, apparently we talked about milk today. That's a, that's a thing. <laughs> if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation Pod. If you are listening on those on those podcast services, be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review. If you are on the YouTube's, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavour to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can patreoncom slash culturist as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com/shop. We can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it how's things max yeah not too bad we are once again recording from the safety of our own homes because max himself is patient zero this week after laughing in the face of his (coughs) wife and daughter well wife is still sick (laughs) daughter has made full recovery after chugging penicillin for a week so and now i've got the sniffles so to prevent uh cross infection with myself and my fam Max is uh, hanging out of his place. Yeah, I mean, we can st- we can still get the job done mostly, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, again, I don't have to wear pants, so why not? Yeah, that is true. The nips down. Max is. I also just nothing. I also just woke up from like a killer nap on the couch with my kids. So if I had have had to come to your place to record, I would have had to cut that sweet nap short. That's true. Oh man, I I gotta miss naps. I haven't had a nap in forever. Yeah, I hit yeah. it hard today. I was so tired. <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're you're battling some mad sickness. You, I, I stayed, I stayed up till stayed up till three o'clock last night to do the news, and then I just sat with a blank page in front of me for about half an hour and went, "I'll do it in the morning." <laughs> I can't be bothered. <laughs> I love doing this show, but it's not worth staying up that late for. Well, I, I'm a night shift worker, so I'm just up that late normally That's anyway. True. It's not like I specifically stayed up to do it. That's a good point. Uh, I, stay, I stayed up playing Bravely Default too. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? What's the news? Apart from being uh, sick and haven't gone on? Not much. Not much. Uh, heading to Queensland next week, which I'm after COVID kind of screwed us over a couple of weeks ago. When Victoria went into that snap lockdown, uh, the Queensland government thought that Geelong was part of Melbourne. So we got put on their hotspot zone list and we couldn't get into the couldn't get into the state. Yeah, the whole state got... Because we all went into stage four straight away, uh, as per the protocol, they went, nah, anything stage four can eat a dick and lock down the whole state pretty much, preventing mm. from going to Queensland. So we um, had to reschedule our flights, did all that stuff. Uh, 
the happy coincidence was when we rebooked our flights it actually cost us less than what we had in flight vouchers so that was that was a bargain what are we gonna do with the rest of those vouchers well, we've got like ten dollars left on oh. the voucher. So. Ah, ten bucks, ten was, bucks. Only, which is crazy because we got sale ninety nine dollar fares back when we booked the first time, mm. and we have no sale fares now, but it was still cheaper. Overall. Oh, it's just a bit, cause, probably because the flight two was bonkers. Yeah, so that that was nice. So we head off next Saturday until the following Saturday, which obviously poses some problems for us recording wise and ryan you've got a wedding that you may or may not be going don't know when it is so it's a saturday we'll to, i don't know whether it's we'll coming be- saturday or the one after i'm not sure i have we'll a feeling it's the coming uh, saturday so fancy. that works out well well not well which means we'll have to be this we'll, we might record on the sunday and i i uh, once again uh will hope to get a guest for next week uh as as we alluded to uh, last week when I, I reached out to a friend of the show Padge, aside from you until you became the main host he was the longest running guest here on for the players <laughs> uh and he and i have this inside joke between the two of us that is that if we were the, if we made a show together that would be the ultimate position podcast you know shitting on everyone that makes else else one that makes one but for us, that makes us chuckle. So that would be the pitch. Next week will be the ultimate PlayStation podcast as per the people in said podcast. <laughs> well, I'll actually be able to watch live. And if it's not, I'm just going to be like hanging shit on you the entire time. That And that is 100%. Val- um, wife just messaged me. Uh, wedding is next Saturday. <laughs> Thanks, wife. Thank you, Millie. Tandy when she when when I'm allowed and she listens. Thank you, th- thank you for knowing when my friend's wedding is. She yeah, I appreciate, appreciate her it. knowing where my friends. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's really handy to know. Anyway, also, hey Sarah, how you doing? Uh, yeah, so that and then then and then because you come back on the Sunday, we'll like Saturday, we'll like yeah, record yeah, on, the Sunday, on the Sunday. So sorry. we're only going to really miss Max for one week. Uh, I think it'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'm gonna if, be pool. I'm gonna be poolside sipping mugs and yeah. Uh, if not, I'll just do it by my lonesome and just, you'll just have my rambling ass voice for an hour, and that ooh, sounds a, horrid. A, a bets and rant episode. Yeah, it'll it'll just it'll be the shittiest kind of ASMR you've ever heard. It's me <laughs> reading the news to you. What have you been playing this uh, week, Max? Uh, so as I alluded to before, I've been playing, I've, I dove deep into Bravely Default 2 on the Switch this week, so I'm sitting at about 15 hours played now. Uh, that, that game is surprisingly more grindy than I expected, uh, being a JRPG, so I've, for the last three hours, I've just been killing the same monster and over and over and over and over and over again. The story's fun. Uh, some of the character choices are a bit interesting. Uh, there's a there's a gentleman very early in the game um, who's, for some reason, really quite Aussie mm. in this bizarre fantasy world where he the, the, his quote is, all's fair dinkum in love and war. Oh. And I kind of did one of those, oh, really? Mm. And then proceeded to kill him very quickly. Yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> the only way I would have been okay with it if he comes in, he's like, yeah, yeah. But, oh, shit, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, nah. He's, he's character, but he's kind of like Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. So he's <laughs> Get like it up, yeah, gilded, yeah. Uh, he's in this gilded arm. He's got all this blonde hair flowing. He's like, yeah, fair dimkim in love and war. And I'm like, nah sorry can't do it but like the (laughs) but hope i don't run into you again (laughs) see the thing like the uh, that that version of australia hasn't existed since like 1987 
Like that is not common vernacular. The accent, the sound of our voice, the the chainsaw esque nature of the Australian accent is very prevalent. However, yeah. no one says bear dinkum, dries a dead dingo's donga. That's not a knife. No one says that shit ever anymore or at all. <laughs> Um, as for PlayStation side, I've been playing just a lot of zombies, just like so much zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Been hitting it so hard. So yeah, nothing really to report this week, unfortunately. What about you? What have you been playing? Well, I can, (laughs) I can tell you that I turned my PlayStation on once, uh, and it was by accident because I bumped the controller when I was, when I was in this studio playing story of seasons on my switch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so the, this is I, once again I know this is a PlayStation show but fucking calm your tits alright I'm going to talk about it anyway uh, Story of Seasons uh, the pioneers of Olive Town is the, la- is the latest release in the farming sim franchise of Story of Seasons it's made by the same guys uh, that made Harvest Moon back in the day they've since gone over to Story of Seasons as we discussed with Friends of Mineral Town now uh, I've had this game for like two weeks now right I've been very very lucky uh, the preview embargo went up on Tuesday and I did stream the first two, three hours of it. It is up on the YouTubes. It is up on the Twitch if you go in the VODs. Uh, I'm probably the back end of the first year in the game. Uh, so my preview thoughts are the game's fucking rad. It's brilliant. I really, really dig it. It has all the same base DNA and bones and structure of like Story of Seasons. But then you're also getting these nice influences uh from you know stardew valley which itself has influence from from harvest moon uh then my time at porsche is in there a little bit as well so stylistically it has that kind of my time uh, my time at porsche vibe to it mm-hmm. uh with that sort of cartoony-esque art style but it's a little bit soft and quite light in the palette uh however it's not like the thing that really bummed me out because i like Fr- friends of mineral town being the remake of back to nature did have that chibi art style and i quite like that so i think it works really well for farming sims especially this one because i thought it was quite cute in uh mineral town however this is not too bad it's, it's certainly fine uh i love that they've added a lot to it and when i say that in there is a massive range of uh different animals that you can have so going back to the likes of Mineral Town, because I'm using that as an example because it's the most recent, with it being a remake of a PS1 slash GameCube game or whatever, uh, it had a limited. So it was like cows, chicken, sheep, dunskies, right? <clears throat> Where here I can have chicken, cows, alpacas, rabbits, goats, pigs. You mean like there's a massive range. And mm. they've added some like nice, uh, just minor... Uh, uh, slice of life is a slice of life the right term no quality of life quality of life stuff so rather than having to go and purchase a coop and whatever like there's because you are ta- like every farming team ever you are looking after the farm of your grandfather your grandfather has passed and you've been inherited your farm inherited the farm and however previously it would just be this fucking empty flat wasteland and you gotta do stuff with it we're here there's dilapidated buildings and you work to rebuild those buildings rather than having to build everything from scratch which is nice is that is it uh, just to cut you off here that's right it's a nice framework that the buildings already exist but would you have if you had the opportunity to build them yourself would you have put them in that same location probably not but you can move them you can move them okay yeah, which is cool. And then, but with that though, also comes with like you. The, the, say if there's a chicken coop, 
there is one chicken that's just wandering around near it and you get to tame them. So, you know, the, the chickens themselves aren't all, all that expensive in the game, but when you just when you just start, they can be expensive comparative. So, like, mm-hmm. when they're like, here's this... Th- here, so, it's a little hand-holdy. They're like, look, here's the coop. Here's a chicken. Here you go. This will, this will get you going in the right... T- this, this will get things going for you. That's, where, that's, that's quite nice for those that want to, like jump into that additionally it does have two difficulty settings it's got like a hard like what they like a normal and what they call a sapling mode which get makes things a bit more valuable uh you know things you get a higher yield just all, all the little little simple mm-hmm. stuff that can give you a better experience if you've not really into the farming games um and now there's certain things i can't discuss of course but you know i am still within the first year it, you know the years do tend to repeat themselves there's not a lot of change within them but you're just more about you opening and developing and building a better system i am having some performance issues which is the only downside in terms of in the preview in the preview window like when i've overloaded my first little area with just crops and a coop like it just chugs real hard when i when i enter that area uh <clears throat> which is a bum- bummer but that's that's that sweet hardware restriction of, that, of the switch need, need that upcoming switch pro yeah, I, didn't, I might need that Switch Pro just for farms, for the farm sims. <laughs> um, but I have a, I'll have a lot more to say closer to release date. But um, yeah, it is everything that I wanted in a farming, everything that I want in a farming game. It's ticking all the boxes. It has the right, like, the, the town isn't too big. It's not all expanse and spread out. Everything's where it should be. It's all about you building up this town. And it's, it's, just, it's mad. Just to put you on the spot, how long do I have to wait before I can play it? Uh, it comes out at the end of this month, so the twenty third or twenty fifth or something like that. Ah, so far away. So still like three, or, <laughs> yeah, three-ish weeks, four weeks. Yeah, because I've been watching you and a few other people stream it, and I'm pretty keen. I haven't played a Harvest Moon game since the one on SNES. Yeah, well, and that's the where, thing where like, the where the fairies come in at night and jack your tools and make them gold and pretty and way better. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see you have to go to a blacksmith. But yeah, no, you spot like spot it. So the got the, the literal team that made those old Harvest Moon games are the ones making the story of seasons game. So if you loved them back then, mm. you'll love it now. Because Harvest Moon also released a new game this week. Uh Harvest Moon One World. And it looks like Bumhole. So like <laughs> they have the name, but none of the soul, none of the none of the the defining things that made Harvest Moon great. Which is a real bummer. Yeah. But yeah, and other than that, I literally haven't, literally haven't played my PlayStation at all. Like, not even a, a little bit. Nice. Like it's not as, it's not that I don't want to. It's just that the, that, that Harvest Moon, uh, sorry, the Story of Seasons is bringing me in, and I'm just there's nothing drawing me there right now. Yeah. Like there's no like <laughs> must play game there. We are in a bit of a lull period at the moment. Yeah. So it That's makes true. sense. It is a PlayStation and, and, and for like the last two months, you haven't shut up about Story of Seasons. That's true. So PlayStation <laughs> Show, everybody. Yeah, that's right. It is a PlayStation Show, but it is a personality-driven channel. That so therefore we are telling you about us and what we like. And for today, it's not PlayStation. Today it's something else. But now we're going to talk PlayStation. We're going to talk PlayStation in this section. We call Inform the Players. We tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. All right, let's talk about some... Well, I just readjust my screen really quickly because I can't read what's on it. Let's talk some new crazy patents from our friends at Sony. So, in a new patent, Sony has acknowledged that expensive <laughs> hardware could be considered a barrier would to like people to enjoying We may or may games. not be friends with them. I'm just <laughs> yeah. putting it out there. The documentation explains, quote... 
While peripherals such as controllers, head-mounted displays, motion controllers, and steering wheels can enrich a player's video game experience, the technical complexity and therefore costs associated with said devices can often act as a barrier to entry in terms of players accessing such equipment. It continues that even those who own multiple peripherals need to manage them to ensure they're properly charged. Quote, it would be desirable if a user could use an inexpensive, simple, and non-electronic device as a video game peripheral. The abstract concludes, it proposes a solution whereby fruit could be used as a makeshift weapons, or plates could be repurposed as replacements for steering wheels. Have you seen this pattern? I have. Basically, basically you kind of 3D scan your everyday object and it pinpoints locations on it where it's like well you can put buttons here 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 and here and then you can use that as a controller yeah i'm down for that shit that's fucking no. weird <laughs> look granted it's still better than the move controller but i not yeah it's weird like in concept it's cool yeah but in practice, probably not so much. No, because it's one of the... It's, it's the same goes for remote play, right? Like, remote play makes sense in terms of, like, it's... You screen, you press the buttons on the screen, mm-hmm. but, like, I can't do it. I feel my, my fingers are all off. They're not in the right place. I yeah, need that, that tactile button. That, yeah. Having that tactile button, especially because of, you know, when you play a lot of games, you're just using that muscle memory from your hand. Mm. You don't exactly look at your controller, whereas if you're scanning in objects, you're going to be like, there's nothing here to physically show where the actual button press point will be. So you're constantly going to have to be looking down at what you're doing, which will obviously um, deter you from looking at the screen as to what you're playing. Yeah, spot on. Sorry, apparently... I just got kicked out of the chat uh, application for the stream. Cool. I'll I'll crack on. Following uh, also from the news from last week about Sony in the talks about a new PSVR, another patent has uh, also emerged, kind of back-ending this one that we just spoke about. Uh, This application for a new, quote, control apparatus sounds like sounds like it could potentially evolve into a genuine retail product. It details two handsets with small LED panels. Perhaps most interesting of, of all is that the document reference uh, references adaptive triggers like in the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller as well as haptic feedback. It also discusses finger tracking and discusses how the functionality could pair with the aforementioned haptic feedback to create the sensation of holding physical objects. So they, they the pattern picture kind of looked like the knuckle controllers from the the Vive, I think had the knuckle. Yeah, yeah, it's one that's like the the circle and the thing with the finger. Yeah. Thing. Like, the, <clears throat> see, the finger grip stuff is the is the biggest for me. Like, because there, I remember there was like whichever. This is V V one versions of these controllers, by the way. Uh, there was two buttons on the inside and the outside of it. So you would, they're your grip buttons. Yeah, you would squeeze them together. Yeah, yeah. that was such a bizarre sensation having played uh, PSVR where it's just trigger and then it holds it until you tell it to drop it. So it was really weird. I was playing like, and I just happened to loose, loosen my grip and it would drop. Like, oh, yeah. So it's, uh, I mean, I, that's, I mean, to be fair, that's how it would work. That's 100%. I'm fumbly, apparently. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that, like that is where the future of these controllers needs to be. That is where the future of the VR needs to be. And it is a bummer that the, we've not got that there yet. 
But if it is coming with whatever PSVR 2 is going to be, that's a big thumbs up for me. Because one of the biggest hurdles that we're going to have is those controllers and the shortcomings that come with them. Like It does really kill the immersion of the, of the VR experience when... Um when your controller just randomly disappears because it's stopped tracking properly. Well, yeah, because it is because it's entirely d- provided by that light. If you happen to turn around and your hand is obscured by your own body to the camera, it goes, your hand's missing. And it completely breaks it because it, you're, you, you don't feel like you're having that immersive three-dimensional space. Well, hopefully, because there's, there's one cable that they've mentioned with all of this, which I presume is a USB-C into the front of the PlayStation, mm. uh, that... We may not even need a camera. Yeah. Like, maybe he's doing some of that sweet Quest shit. But obviously, it's still cable. Yeah, because the, the Quest Link cable's USB-C, I think. Yeah, so the, the, like, the cable itself isn't a problem. I'd much rather a cable because, A, that's going to allow for a higher bandwidth in terms of having uh, mm. gaming stream to your face. That does uh, reduce any potential lag times or lag issues, especially if you're working within a wireless space. Um I, I don't have an issue with one cord at all. And if they can then have a, uh, a set of controllers that aren't connected via a camera that can work in any any actual three-dimensional space, then everything's coming up Millhouse. Uh, I'll jump into the next one because there's, there's a bunch in this section sort of spread the there's love. There's heaps in this section. Uh, the movies and the two Vs. Over on the PlayStation blog, Sony has announced that it will be discontinuing movie and TV rentals and purchases on the PlayStation Store from the 31st of August 2021. You'll still be able to access the content you have purchased previously, but beyond that date on the PS... Uh, Wait, what? You're still able to purchase, be able to access the content you purchased beyond that date on a PS5 console, PS4, and smartphones. However, the media in question will no longer be part of Sony's digital offerings come September. So you can still use it after this date, but you cannot buy new stuff. <clears throat> Sony states this is because the market has heavily shifted towards subscription-based streaming services. And they've quote said, quote, we've seen tremendous growth from PlayStation fans using subscription-based and ad-based entertainment streaming services on our consoles. With this shift in customer behavior, we have decided to no longer offer movie and TV purchases and rentals through PlayStation Store as of August 31st, 2021. Uh, makes sense. Max, is this going to affect you at all? No, I don't think I've ever purchased or rented a movie or TV series from PlayStation because I am one of the many people who have subscribed to every single streaming service known to man. Yeah. It, it, it certainly affects me for one reason and one reason only. It's AW pay-per-views. So are, they, are they not through a third-party I can get them. Service? I can get them through Fight, but Fight does not have any supported app on any of the consoles. Mm, so without that dedicated app it's bullshit to get it up through the browser and it's trash so okay well i I wonder if because that's a that's a specific thing if that's going to be affected i would say it's not because it technically falls under live events in the same way that you know how you people they they advertise for the ufc so you can watch Mm -hmm. the ufc match through your console same concept same idea so it is a live event through it um Mm -hmm. And with the pay-per-view coming up on Monday, I'm curious to see whether it's going to be on the PlayStation Store. I haven't checked yet. Uh, Because it is like $15 Australian cheaper to get it through the PlayStation Store than it is through Fight TV. Wow. So I I have made the decision like recently be like, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to go through at least the PS Store. But without... and, And it's cool 
And I guess for the majority, like I'm such a specific case here. For many, many people, they don't have, they, they for movies, they use Netflix. For TV, they'll use Amazon. You I mean like they don't need that service yeah. anymore. And the, and the licensing fees alone, unless they're Sony, uh, Sony Pictures movies, is likely a lot. And it's an expenditure that they could put somewhere else. And if it just means better support for the third-party apps in terms of media consumption, that would be the win. But I don't see that being the case because it is a company-by-company company decision on how those apps run, how they're created, how they're supported. An example being Foxtel. Currently, there is no... Like, Foxtel, the only cable company in Australia, they do not have an app for the PS5 yet. Is Foxtel Go not on PS5? No, it is not. Well. Wow. So, like, it's not as if that they're fucking nobodies. They have an app on PS4 and Xbox or whatever, but it's maybe currently it's, maybe not it's, on the next gen. Oh, I was going to say, maybe because um, Telstra have a... Telstra look after, like, all the Xbox consoles and stuff in Australia when you do the rent-to-buy stuff. Mm. So, maybe they're just looking after them and not... That's fucking gross if that's the case. <laughs> All right, Ryan, I know we deviated a bit and I probably should have put this first, but let's talk some more PSVR. All right. So earlier this week, the PlayStation VR Spotlight has made its grand return to the PlayStation blog. Uh, six titles were announced heading uh, to be heading to PlayStation VR in the coming future. Uh, first up, we had After the Fall. So After the Fall will make you feel like your favorite slightly overpowered 1980s action hero as you engage in the game's high-paced combat with real-life movements. Aside from the more conventional weapon types, you'll be able to gear up with weaponry and tools that are heavily inspired and rooted in the 1980s culture. After the Fall is coming to PlayStation VR with full cross-platform multiplayer support sometime this year, apparently. That's mad. The idea of being able to play with other vr peoples and other platforms is so i believe mad. it's a four player co-op game yep. but they will ai your co-op if you don't have anyone to play with well because that's the thing so what was it fash, fash so it's not it's it not fash, um it's it? not uh enforced co-op multiplayer yes th- there was a uh something patient zero no shit what was it called there was a multiplayer place a psvr game and wasn't patient zero the until dawn no that uh, that was uh rush of blood but uh, there there was patient zero yeah it's patient something there there was a multiplayer it was free with ps plus a, a while ago uh, but it was reliant on the, on being multiple people playing. Same as like Werewolves Within are you, was another. Are you, are you talking about Don't Talk or Nobody Explodes? No, that, no, not that one. <laughs> you kind of have to play that with multiple yeah. people too. So, yeah, so Werewolves Within, Star Trek Bridge Crew, there were a stack of multiplayer yeah. VR games that are solely built on that multiplayer experience. But A, they were never really supported. And two, it, the, the, the install base of the PSVR was insufficient to support that. So to, to allow for cross-play and cross like sort of cross-platform setups, you, you like that is a big win in order to increase the player base for, for VR-related games. If this is con- something that's continuing moving forward, fucking a. Uh, next up, we have I expect you to die too. Yes. The spy and the liar. Quote, we are thrilled to be coming back to PlayStation VR with the sequel, Project Director Charlie Emmer says. Quote, it was really a no-brainer. Our PSVR agents are an integral part of our community and we can't wait for the players, both new and returning, to experience the new twists, turns, perils, and puzzles that I Expect You to Die 2 has to offer coming later this year. Ooh, baby. I loved 
love this game on PSVR because it's it's essentially like a small seated puzzle room. Yep. And it's so much fun. So one of them is you're trapped in a car and there you can't leave the car because there's a bunch of, you know, poisonous gas and whatever. And you've got to find your way to disperse the gas while escape the car. And there's literally like a separate process you've got to do. Because the, the idea is I expect you to die. You are, a, you are an agent going on to suicide missions. Like it is mm-hmm. very likely you will die in this encounter. So it's all about dying and trying again, dying and trying again, repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, and it's awesome. I absolutely love it. I really, really enjoy it. So give me, give uh, me more. Ne- have you, have you checked more. out? Have you, did you check out the first one? I haven't checked out the first one though. We have the dongery. Probably should check it out. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I should. I should really plug my PSVR back in and, and get some stuff going. Uh, we have Fract next. It's a true trail, but trailblazing made for VR action adventure is coming this summer. Fract seamlessly combines fast-paced one-to-one run and cover gunplay with exhilarating free running, skiing, and climbing that has never been seen before on VR. You kind of, I watched the, I watched the trailer for this. You're kind of basically like an action hero from an action movie, and everything's. Uh, use the PlayStation Move controllers to do everything. If you want to vault over objects, you, you vault yourself over the object. You want to climb with one hand and shoot with the other, you can kind of do that. And there's there's some downhill skiing and some uh, parkour free running. There's scaling the sides of buildings. It's crazy. It looks, it looks intense and it looks like it may make me sick. Yeah, sounds fun <laughs> and vomit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, we had A Song in the Smoke, which is a VR survival game coming later this year. Quote, The sun is setting and the dense trees are casting long shadows across the forest. My fire is fading too, its light flickering in the gloom. From the bushes, I hear a growl, low and hungry. How am I going to survive? So it seems like your typical survival game, you kind of from from what i saw in the trailers and some of the still shots you're kind of like in this forest there's creatures everywhere and you've you've just got to survive you you know you go and you do your crafting you gather your stuff because isn't the isn't the the game the forest in vr but i think it's i don't think it's vr supported on playstation yeah i don't think so Mm. i guess i guess you want that you can get that here i guess yeah (laughs) uh next up we have doom 3 vr edition so doom 3 vr edition features doom 3 and its expansions resurrection of evil and the lost mission retooled for playstation vr technology uncover the secrets of the uac's unholy experiments encounter uncanny monstrosities in claustrophobic environments all the all the big words that i want to see when i'm playing a vr game (laughs) wield an arsenal of iconic and even otherworldly weaponry with new textures shaders and sound effects as you survive against the forces of hell across 15 hours of heart-stopping action releasing march 29th on the playstation 4 and is backwards compatible compatible with the playstation 5 i did this month run i did see this and i did see pardon Doom VR this month. Well, and it has aim controller spot. Excuse me. This is good because Doom, v- Doom VFR <laughs> wasn't very good at all. Yeah. yeah. This could be cool. Like by, by using a game that like a quite an older game, like do obviously Doom 3 back on whatever, uh it it does have the ability to be to run better, be better, and if you're interested, I will hunt the Anarcho for us. Yeah, well, it's supposed to have uh, it's supposed to have aim support. So, oh, my aim controller. 
What aim controller? I don't believe you have an aim controller. Wow. <laughs> uh, and the biggest one for me personally, Zenith VR MMO. So Zenith is a VR MMO that marries a colorful open world with adrenaline pumping action adventure gameplay. It's kind of looked really sweet. Uh, they're, they're touting that in Zenith, you can climb anything you can use your hands to climb up the sides of skyscrapers or giant cliff faces discovering secret areas and searching for hidden treasures although you have limited stamina which increases uh which will increase as you explore the world so you will need to plan all your ascents carefully so i'm picturing like uh a zelda breath of the wild-esque you can climb anything but you're restricted by stamina but in vr it's an action rpg vr mmo I could not find any more information on it. I don't know if it's coming this year. I don't know if it's coming soon, but I want it. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cheesy. It's gonna be janky. It's gonna be all the things that that sometimes come with come with the VR space. But I am down. That's the dream. That's the dream. But yeah. like with like great VR. <laughs> See, the thing that I'm finding fascinating, right? All these like. Granted, this showcase is is brilliant. It's six ga- it's six VR games that should get you excited to pick up your VR again, and they they've been doing this the last couple of years because you know VR is, pardon me, although it has been reasonably you know reasonably supported, they do still have these moments where they go, all right, here's a bunch of games you should keep an eye out for, mm. and that's a good thing because that obviously reinvigorates that audience, gets them re excited to jump back into the VR space, and they're doing that here again. It's just so weird. That after the announcement of the PSVR, the PSVR two is out there in the wild. Not that it's coming anytime soon, but that it exists. And they're like, "But here's a bunch of games from the current one." And like we know, like history, anecdotal, and actual data shows that people are like, mm, "I'll wait to the next one." You know, like the same you know, the people that are like, should I get a PS4 now the PS5 is coming? Like, did you buy, have you played a PS4 at all in the last 13 years it's been out? No. Well, then don't because you're not going to buy a PS5 either because you'll be like, oh, should I buy a PS5 when there might be a PS6 in like a couple of, in a couple of years? Like, I mean, to be be. fair, if you if you need a Blu-ray player now, it's probably a good time to buy. Yeah, no, but but I mean, like, that's one thing that incredibly (laughs) frustrates me around of like just people that, they're like, oh, I'll just wait for the next one. And like, if you're waiting, you're, you're not saying you should rush out and buy shit, but it's, this, but it's that understanding of you are putting yourself out. Like, you're like, oh, I'll just wait for the next thing. Like, but then you're forever waiting and you're never actually getting anything. Mm. So you, you're in that cycle. They're like, oh, when's the PSVR 2 coming out? I don't know, probably another couple of years. Like, oh yeah, I'll just wait. Like, you know, if you want VR, you could buy the one now. It's pretty cheap. Like, no, I'll just wait. Hate it, hate them. Worst, but yeah, it, it, it's still good. Like for those that do love VR, they get a little bit of wind off. I'm like, oh, cool, maybe there is some things for me to play. Mm. Uh, this month, Max, it's pretty exciting. If you like the Avengers, now I do like the, the Avengers, as we were it's, discussing. It's the month of um, it's the month of uh, glops. I think a, a fair few remark. Like, a lot, a lot of PS5 next gen versions, things are yeah. popping up this month, which is which is fantastic. So even though uh, recently watching WandaVision has reinvigorated my love for Marvel Cinematic Universe completely, 
One thing that I certainly have not regained any love for is Marvel's Avengers. However, that could all change come the 18th of March. Nope, no, it won't. When the PS5 version is released. Uh, so they've mentioned they've, they've come out recently saying that leveling up on your, your trusted group of superheroes in the title will be will will take much longer than before uh, once the native PS5 version is released. That's because developer Crystal Dynamics is increasing the amount of XP you'll need to reach the maximum of rank 50 as part of an upcoming patch that'll be deployed alongside the current gen console. So the game you didn't really want to play the first time, now you got to play it more. Uh, detailed over on the game's official website, it is explained that the development team doesn't really believe its XP curve actually is one whatsoever. Instead, it's a straight line. Every single level, sorry, every level requires the same amount of XP to reach. Quote, this has led to pacing issues such as skill points correct, uh, currently being rewarded too fast, which may be confusing and overwhelming to new players probably the opposite we want each decision to invest in a skill or heroic to uh or heroic to be more meaningful end quote because of this the number of experience points you need to level up will gradually increase as you reach level 25 so that sort of exponential change as we see with most xp systems the previous ranks won't have their xp requirements tweaked crystal dynamics has advised you uh advised you work on leveling up your characters before this patch hits on the 18th of march if you don't want to have to earn more xp Hi, I'm Crystal Dynamics. I've created an additional barrier entry for a game that you didn't want to play. Yeah, so my my whole thing about this is I can't see many people who don't already have this game buying it now because it's on PlayStation 5. Look, it might happen. I think it might happen, it, but it, it's very it unlikely. It might happen. It might happen, but I don't think it's very likely. I think the people who are going to check it out are the people who have been playing it on PlayStation 4. Hmm. Um, I think it's not going to, as they've stated, it doesn't affect anyone who's already put in the grind and got everyone to level 50. It will affect that uh, uh, Clint Barton is coming, I think, same day. So to level him up is obviously going to take that longer period now. But it seems such a strange uh, choice to now go, hey, we've, we've now realized this is an issue. Uh, this is the chance where we could possibly bring new players in by by releasing our current gen versions, and because of this, we're now going to increase the XP rate. Maybe give it a week. Let people come in before you drop the. I'm going to make this game twice as grindy as it needs to be. What this is showing is their un- their lack of understanding on what they're doing for a couple of different reasons. A, their entire model is built around each individual character, so you have to get every single character to level fifty. If, and if you want to spread out your your knowledge and your you know your focus or whatever they were discussing. That is bullshit, and that 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 alone is bullshit, right? So you know, if I, you and I, Max, we're playing, uh, I'm Hulk, and and you're Captain America. If we want, if we want to switch, we both starting back at zero, and therefore that just means even more grinding again. And like that, that's like the grind is a big part of what makes these games as a service and MMOs in, in fun for many people. But the the big discussion point for the Avengers wasn't that the thing was were coming too fast, it, the, the, the discussion around it was it wasn't fun to grind for XP. Mm. So what they're doing here is they're, inc- they're increasing that demand of the grind, but from what it appears, not increasing the fun entertainment value in order to get there. That is a misunderstanding of how your game works or this system works. 
uh, unless they randomly start pumping a bunch more awesome content into the PS5 version, which I highly doubt, this is a bad decision. The only reason I can see this being a decision, because even right now, you can buy XP boosters. Is that their goal? Sell more XP boosters? Maybe people spend more money on a game they didn't really want to spend money on now? Like, are they... Because once again, we know that they lost a fuck load of money with this release. So for, for them, it would be advantageous to, to have them come in and people need to spend more money on the game to get to their level cap, right? They would benefit from that microtransaction income. Yeah. I don't think it's as simple as, oh, I wasn't really on... New players don't... Like, no, we want to fucking strangle the money out of those new players. <laughs> this game is going to die. It's the Avengers, Max. We've said this before and we'll say it again. This game should have been a slam dunk. There is nothing, nothing to this game. It's the fucking Avengers. You sh you could slap that on anything. People would buy it. And they did. However, it's so easy. Villains, yeah. man. It's all about heroes versus villains. And they supplied no villains. Additionally, they're like, well, we've got to, but we'll add more heroes. Going to add some villains? No. Everyone loves the heroes. Everyone wants to play the heroes, but everyone wants to take out the villains too. It's not about being a hero. It's about also acting like one. They have I would no one. Some of the villains. They have no understanding how to do this game. <laughs> yeah. This game is fucking dumb. It's a real shame too. Like, especially with Marvel and what they're doing now with their with their properties. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't uh, um, give them a, a sour taste to to you know keep letting people use their IPs and and making more fun. Mm -hmm. Especially off, I, I think obviously, um, Insomniac are pretty safe. They've they've looked after their Marvel oh, property yeah. pretty well. Uh, I just hope this doesn't deter them in the future from you know letting other studios maybe take a stab at the. No, I, I think it means they're going to have to be more selective. They're going to have to be more picky what they do with their properties. So it's a, yeah. it's a, it's not an issue of they were like oh cool Crystal Dynamics they've got a good history let's give it a go you know and like oh Somniac have a good history let's give it a go so they they were in that trialing phase and like trial with every trial comes in some errors and they massively errored out here they saw an incredible success uh with marvel spider-man from insomniac so you know that it's very likely we're going to see if not more exclusive stuff with playstation or at least uh playstation studios or insomniac specifically and then we had ultimate alliance which did okay but not as well as it really could have or really should have like locking it to the switch was a rough decision and i think that paid off pretty negatively for it yeah. Because uh, Ultimate Alliance, in many ways, is better than Marvel's Avengers. I can agree with that. So yeah, they have no idea. Like not not Marvel. They they just you know threw a bunch of hats in the ring and saw which one which one's caught up. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, Crystal Dynamics have no fucking idea what's going on. I don't make games, so I can sit here in my little high my high horse, be like yeah, but uh, they fucked up. <laughs> and they're, and they're, they're, going, they're going they're trying to recover that PR retry that goodwill complete wrong way to go about it let's talk about London studio Ryan so the question on a lot of people's mind is what are, what's the British based first party developer up to these days so rumours were they were working on a Horizon VR spin-off but the speculation has seemed to have uh, disappeared from that we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago 
but one thing we do know is that the developer believes that its next project has, quote, huge potential. In an interview with New Coast Studio heads uh, Tara Saunders and Stuart White, they shed a little more light on the team's culture, history, and ambitions moving forward. Quote, I want us to dream big and realize our full potential, but at the same time ensure that there is a real emphasis on ethical and sustainable game development practices, Saunders said as... Saunders said of the studio's goals moving forwards. Quote, we have super strong values in place that mean we should be keeping in mind the importance of inclusivity, balance, and team spirit on a day-to-day basis. Our next project has huge potential and we want to leverage that to the max by empowering the team to thrive and deliver a top quality game. So when we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, rumblings on some forums stating that London Studio had removed all VR stuff from their website. I wonder what they're actually working on. Yeah, I don't know. See, like, it's one of those weird Because, like, you know, last week, Sony's like, we're doing doing PSVR 2. Is London Studio working on something for PSVR 2? And they're just kind of throwing everyone in the dark? Or are they working on something non-VR related? What I'm personally this is a, hoping this is, a, this is a huge, amb- hugely ambiguous story with not much information. What I'm but- really hoping is so I Sony London made the getaway. Yeah, that would be dope. Bring the getaway back. <laughs> Will they do it? Probably not. But like that would be like because you know really blood and truth is kind of an ex- like essentially getaway three sort of. Yeah, you know. So like they they've got in that part. I don't I don't, I don't know. See, it, it is vague because, like, I, I like the idea of a studio that did VR stuff. Like, yeah, they're not going to see a lot of return and a lot of sort of money in the... Not, they're not going to be in the black half the time, right? Mm. But they should still... That, that shows a lot of support and dedication to that piece of technology. I mean, the fact they've removed all their PSV stuff from the website leads me to believe they're not doing VR stuff anymore. Because if you are, if they're working on VR too, you want to be like from the guys that made you this on old VR. You know, but if they're like, oh, we've scrubbed everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Do you have any speculation at all? No, I would like to. I'm in the similar boat as you. I think keeping them as a VR studio would have been good. Um, despite the fact that, like you said, they, they may not, you know, be running at a profit because they have that backing behind them. It allows them to flesh out their catalog and really support the device. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see. I look forward to seeing whatever it is. So I just realized there was something that we forgot to do at the start of the show, Max. Oh, really? We support, we forgot to do our get less fat update. So as you would have seen at the start of the show, Max and I are both on weight <laughs> loss journeys using a product called the Man Shake. The Man Shake is a weight loss uh, meal replacement shake that I used to lose 30 kilos back in 2020. Uh, Max, you're kicking it off at the start of this year. Mm-hmm. You're in your week, I don't know, 11, 10, 9, somewhere around there now. 9, I think. Yeah, nine, now I presume with you, with you off being sick this week, you didn't uh, really... I did not shake. It's really hard to drink really thick liquid. Yeah, when you're all <laughs> clagged up. It doesn't. Um, but I still lost just under a kilo this week. Yeah. So, yeah. so just just having healthier eating habits, and I'm doing a lot more walking, uh, both at work and outside of work, has just helped. Yeah. Like just just making better choices. Well, cause that's one of those things because the like is the, working better for me with with the shake. I've used it as it's not a diet; it is the thing to aid me on changing my life. 
Mm. which is what it did. Like it started as like the thing to help improve my diet and make my diet better. And then, then get to a point where it's going to instill correct, uh, lifestyle choices and break habits and put me in a space to win, uh, rather than be constantly shit. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it looks like it's doing the same for you. So even, even when you do get better and you return to it, you, you know, we're at that point where you start breaking habits and you're coming up better and you're not doing bad things. I myself have just been a bit more gym this week. I think like four out of five days this, of the gym so far. And I'll be going again this evening. Um, uh, well, there's an app that I, that I used, was recommended by a friend of mine. It's called heavy H E H E V Y. Um, mm. and what you do, so you, you do your, your, your routine in it, uh, and you put it in and then it will compare the weight. So at the end, like you, you, you've list lift, you've lifted or moved the equivalent of X. Yeah. So here I was like, oh shit. All right. I've done X amount. Oh, it's the equivalent of a van. That's pretty cool. So I go to my friend at work and I'm like, Hey, uh how did you go and she's like half the size of me she's tiny she's like oh, i lifted a yacht I'm like for fuck's sake <laughs> in here i am lift lifting freaking rickshaws and she's like oh i just lifted a fucking helicopter i'm like god damn it i mean that's pretty easy helicopters fly that's true it can't be much weight to that <laughs> yeah and then uh so my, my paris a friend of mine who i also mm. work with his son has joined the same gym as me as well and he's jumped on the app too and then he pops up after he's like, oh, I just had my first session. And then he goes, you lifted the equivalent of a T-Rex. I'm like, for fuck's sake. Oh, what uh, bastards. What absolute bastards. All right, well, there you go. If you want to join us on our weight loss journey, support our weight loss journey, or maybe even start your own, there is a link in the description below. That's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash FTP Manshake. Uh, go in there, see some of the sales, jump on it if you're interested. You have no pressure to do so. Just by clicking the link, you're doing us a massive favor. So it's a good place to start. And I said, Max is like, how many kilos are you at now? 10 and a just bit? Just shy of 10. Yeah. Just shy of 10. Yeah, just shy of 10 kilos. Yeah, I'm like pushing over 30 kilos lost now. Um, it's good stuff. Moving on. Uh, future game show. Uh, E3 once again looks to have been canceled, Max. Uh it was announced this week that they their original in-person planned uh, event canned makes sense. COVID yeah, times. Probably, probably for the wise. Yeah. However, they're looking at probably doing something more online-y, I guess, coming through. However, uh, in the absence of E3 last year, we, we did see several independent press conference, conference-esques live streams pop up throughout the summer. One of these was the future game show. This was the big replacement head by uh, Jeff Keighley to sort of compete against what E3 was. And they had two broadcasts in 2020. And while the Paris shows didn't reveal anything too major, it sounds like this year's efforts might be a, li- a little larger in scale. Future game show returns in 2021 with the first of three planned showcases uh, is set to take place on the 25th of March. So right around the quarter. According to GamesRadar, the show is set to feature 40 games from 30 publishers with, quote, trailers, announcements, deep dives, and interviews from studios like Sega, Team 17, Warner Brothers, and EA, end quote. There will be titles from all platforms, obviously, including PS5 and PS4. Good, good. Break it up. Give, give Give me three shows throughout the year as opposed to just one big one yeah three quarterly would be would be dope as well and the only difference is there's only like so much they can do and the 
it's the same spread but- that we are seeing with the likes of streaming services where every motherfucker has one now. It's the same issue that we're facing with now that every company realized how easy it is to actually make a digital conference, everyone's suddenly releasing shit, you know, and then that comes with its own problems. Some of them being uh, straight up disappointment because they have, they, they shouldn't have done it because they didn't really have enough to finish the showcase. Fill the showcase. Well, this sorry. gets, this gets them around that because it's now, this is what we have. They give it to, they give it to the, the, the second party who shows it to the public and then it's not sony disappointed us with a state of play or nintendo disappointed us with this direct it's this show didn't have what we wanted and the blame's on them not on them yeah pretty much although although when you're touting 40 games that you're going to feature from 30 publishers that sounds like it's going to have a lot of stuff to show yeah now whether i would imagine a lot of it we've probably already seen before i don't know how much new stuff we will actually see maybe we'll finally get to see the uh the the proper version of the leaked elden ring tra- <laughs> trailer that was leaked earlier and it's that day. one hurdle right like you've got three of them every year you you know you're not going they're not going to be showcasing things that are going to be coming after the second one yeah so like there's enough there's reason to believe that you'll be seeing stuff that's coming in the near future rather than the stuff in the distance. And the thing that the things that people are actually excited for now, sadly, are the things that are in the distance. So rather the expect rather than me personally, which you and I are both like, is it coming out in the next three months? It is fucking a. That's what I care about. If it's any longer than that, we'll get to it when we get there. But it sounds like everyone else has the exact opposite feeling, where they're all like, show us shit that is years out. And they go, okay, here it is. And they go, why are you showing us shit so far out? But it's funny. So obviously before doing this show, I was was that person. Like, show me what's coming way down the track. Let me me see what you're working on. And Mm. now it's like... just when it's close to show me don't why do you think why do you think you've changed i don't need this i don't need this crazy trickle feed just like when it's done just show me then why do you think that's changed (sighs) because i now look at games differently Mm. because now that now that when we review them i find myself playing games differently to how i did back when i was just a consumer because i i tend to look at things more closely and as, as you said yourself, you're you're a bit cynical these days. I've kind of become that way. My bad. And now things that I used to find charming are quite frustrating and annoying. And and you know I ask myself why did why was this decision made? Like it wouldn't have bothered me if I wasn't deep diving into it as much. But now that I am, you can, I kind of you know you peel back those layers and you see. Yeah, it's weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah, no, but, I get it because like the but, sheen but of that- marketing is kind of lost a little bit. Like not not as if that we don't love games anymore. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. The thing for me is yeah, just because once you once you've seen how the sausage is made and you sort of and you learn about how it's made, it changes your opinion on on the sausage. So like it's one of those things because these events are giant marketing events, and yeah. I and I am a sucker for a good bit of marketing. However, like you look at them that way, you go, okay, well, this is what we're going to expect. And but, then but ne- when we see yes. people being mad, they're not marketed to correctly. It's like, what's the issue? So like, for me, it's like, tell me what's coming in the near future, because that's what I want to focus on. I'm not going well, to sit uh, here and, and hype myself and, and 
intentionally the thing that frustrates me the most is probably is misinformation there is so much misinformation around about titles and that comes mm. from 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 people getting overhyped and and creating what they believe a game should be before any information is legitimately available well i think that's what i was going to bring up like it's it's frustrating because now you know working on the other side of it it's like if you're going to show me something that's not coming out in, until three years time how different is that game going to be from when you first showed it to me to when it releases? You know, you might have... T- at the start, it was a single-player action-adventure game, and now it's a co-op looter shooter. Like, how many times is it going to be cancelled, remade, re- mm. you know, restructured? Just wait. Like, we know... I'll, I'll use Elder Scrolls, for example. We They're obviously doing it. Elder Scrolls works and sells massively every time they do one. They're clearly going to make another one. You don't need to tell us you're going to make another one. All you're doing is setting up that expectation of what the um, what the consumer thinks it is, and then you have to live up to their sometimes, more often than not, overhyped expectations, and they're just impossible to meet sometimes. You know? Yeah. That- so go ahead. Look at... Um, I'll talk about it later in the news, but look at uh, Anthem and Dragon Age or, uh, Dragon Age Four. They've they've killed Anthem next. They've moved that whole team over to Dragon Age, and it turns out when they first showed us Dragon Age Four, it was going to be a live service game. Now it's a single player game, like the rest of them were. Like, why would they? Why would you ever think that it was going to be a live service game? Why is the fourth t- sequel or the fourth title in a gaming? Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for in a, in a gaming in a game series? Why all of a sudden, when there've been single player action RPG games all the way up until this point, why would you all, all of a sudden change it to a live service game? And then they've realised that this is a bad choice. They've pulled everyone off Anthem next or whatever it was going to be, and it's now like, yeah, we're, we're making it's single player now, guys. It's single player now. Like they're still showing us concept art for this game. This game is clearly nowhere near coming out. And we don't really need to see it. Well, because, yeah, same goes for the Elden Ring, right? Like, the, like End my crazy rant. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but you are 100% spot on because same goes for Elden Ring, right? People people have already laid down expectations of what that game is going to be before there's anything. All we have is that trailer, and that's it. And by trailer, yeah, I, I mean, mean that little teaser that we saw at Xbox X Men a, a time ago. But, Same but goes everyone, for the Elder Scrolls everyone... and Starfield and a, any of them. Like they, and even Cyberpunk had the exact same approach. People were like, oh, this is go- it's going to have this, going to have this, it's going to have this, and it had none of it. That was the, that's the problem. Like going back to Elden Ring, they've got from software the FromSoft guys doing it with the story written by George R. R. Martin. So everyone's instantly hyped because they're putting that that Dark Souls prestige on it tied with the author of Game of Thrones. They're like, this is going to be this epic thing and it may not be what they think it's going to be. Mm. And those weird leaked trailers are not helping anyone. Well, it's, it's the, the same goes for uh, GTA <laughs> 6, right? The, if, 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 it's not another, if, if it's not another day <laughs> where I hear a client talking to me about GTA 6, like they've had the found information that's just so accurate. I'm like, you can shut up. Because what you're saying is wrong. It is actually wrong because none of that information is correct or even sourced or even remotely real. Like it's just littered in straight rumors. 
but actually, well, one thing that we know is coming with Grand Theft Auto is GTA Five. They're getting the next version of the the of the same game for the third generation in a row. Max, that's cr- I can't, I cannot, I still can't believe that GTA Five has been on three generations of PlayStation. It's bonkers, and it's still a top seller every week. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, you want me to take this? Okay. Well, because did, didn't I? Uh, didn't I just? Do yeah, one? you you did, but I normally finish with the quick bit. Oh, so in that case, in that no, in that case, I'll jump in this one. So as you did, like, G- such a great transition. I thought you were just going to go into. Oh, yeah, I was going to pass here. So GTA Five is still coming on the PS Five later in the year, as we know. Uh, and speaking as part of a conference early this week. Uh, as transcribed by Video Games Chronicle, Take-Two boss Strauss Zelnick has hinted that the fans can expect more than just a, quote, simple port. Uh, to can, That quote continues, We've done remastering differently to the competition, and we don't just port titles over. We actually take the time to do the very best job we can, making the title different for the new release, for the new technology that we're launching it on. So we've improved the technology, we've upgraded the visuals, and when we and we make performance enhancements. That's why I think our remastered titles typically do so well. The most the most recent example is Mafia: The Definitive Edition, which developer Hangar 13 rebuilt from the ground up for the PS4, as opposed to simply porting across the PS2 original. Quote, GTA 5 was a standard bearer when it was launched. It continued to be the standard bearer in the second generation, and we'll see how GTA does in the next generation, he continued. Obviously, I'm confident that Rockstar is going to deliver just a great experience, but you can't do that if you're just doing a simple port. Uh, It's already known that the next generation version of GTA Online will feature content not available on the last generation platforms, and Rockstar has also hinted that its gameplay will be, quote, more responsive, end quote. So, of course, you'll be able to find find that out for yourself as the wildly popular multiplayer mode will be free for PS Plus subscribers to download at launch on your PlayStation 5. Now, Max, that's... I was going to say, that's awfully kind of them, considering the fact that apparently everyone owns 30 copies of this game. Yeah, we, they're like, we, we've, we've made enough <laughs> copies, mate. It's fine. Uh, you and I have extensive histories with GTA. We come and we go, and we end up playing for big old bursts of time, and then we bounce. Oh, you know I'm while. coming back when this com- when this makes its way to, to PS5. So what I wanted to talk to you about, what I wanted to, to discuss with this specifically, is what do you, what do we want to see because if they're putting more effort into this than a straight port what does it need to do for you to consider this a successful remaster well i wonder so obviously they're, they're saying that they're going to use all the the new hardware and stuff so obviously the big apart from just the, the raw power change of obviously up upping to the playstation 5 the biggest hardware change is obviously in their dual sense controller that's really where a lot of this is going to stand out mm. are they going to go the call of duty route where every single weapon in gta online has a different haptic trigger or adaptive trigger sorry because if that's the case that could be really cool because they've got tons of weapons in that game mm. uh then you've got the cars are all the cars going to feel differently the cars all feel differently when you drive them now on PlayStation 4. Uh, will they, Will they? you know, you'll be able to feel the handling a little bit better with the uh, with the haptic feedback. Uh, the, adapt- tr- the adaptive triggers, I would imagine, will play a part in the braking, stopping, acceleration, all that stuff. I think the game as it stands kind of runs fine. The fact that it takes 30 minutes to load into GTA Online when you first boot it up 
is an issue. So hopefully that is solved. But for the most part, the game as it stands now, even on PlayStation 4, does run well. Yeah. So the, the big standouts are going to be what they do with that DualSense controller and if they can fix some of the loading time issues. For me... That, uh, that, that revolves around GTA Online. What I'm wanting is what they did with WoW. I think it was after the the Wraith King, Lich King, whatever the fuck it was. There was one they did where they essentially went, hey, we went in and we redid everything. Like we yeah. completely redid the skins. We redid the animations. That's what they need to do here. Because if this is running like a PS3 game on a PS5, yeah, load times are garbage for some reason. Even if you have this on your solid state on your PS5, load times for the online is disgusting. So we can only be presumed that it is a networking issue. But apparently that's not even the case. A gentleman on the PC went in and changed some minor source code and it loads up in minutes. Like mm. seconds. Like, so it, it's, there's something somewhere hindering that. And additionally, the game has moments where it kind of looks like shit now. Yeah. So like if, if they, they, if they want to continue this on and to have GTA online be its own MMO, its own big thing. And we know with the likes of no pixel and, uh, what's the other one they do? Like all the role playing stuff on GTA, these games aren't going anywhere anytime soon. Support them. And they, they make nothing but money for 2K and make nothing but money for Rockstar. It's within their interest to invest it. As long as they don't have the money to shovel back in it and make it look mad, make it look fantastic. Like, yeah, of course. As, of, as it stands right now, we don't have any idea what, what uh, Rockstar are working on. As far as we know, you the rumor mill is GTA 6, but I've also heard Bully and like everything under the sun they've ever touched. They have like they have a relatively smallish team on GTA Online because they can keep themselves pretty self sufficient. They still need to do something here, and I think an overall overall haul over yep that one works uh, is where is where it's needed. I'm not saying they got to like start it from scratch or anything. Keep all the stats and specs and all that sort of shit the way it is, but it does need that complete visual and performance overhaul. Yeah, that because it, it just simply comes down to it showing its age. That is all. But, of course, I'm going to play it regardless, so I don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. Next up, we've got some quick bits. Uh, rumor has it that there is an extended Death Stranding version for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4, which is, quote, ready and done for a while now, according to a recent era user, Navtra, who correctly leaked Final Fantasy 16's console exclusivity. Would you want to play a PS5 version of Death Stranding? Apparently, yeah, it has extra episode episodes in uh, with for content. If I if I don't have to play the whole thing again, I can just play the chapters. Shit, yeah. Um, most because like even though I love Jeff Stranding and it is my was my game of twenty nineteen or whatever, I don't mm. see myself running through it again. Yeah, it's not one of those games that you can kind of just zip through. Yeah, like you've got to commit to it. Even though, and I loved it. Mm. If well, I can, do, if I can just come back in and go. Here are these if I could re- if I could replay the game and not do that snow section, that'd be great. Yeah, fuck the snow. <laughs> uh, a report from Bloomberg, which states that the upcoming Dragon Age title is now set to be a single player experience. This change in direction has only taken place, quote, in recent months, which suggests the game is still a way off from release, which I mentioned before in my rant. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy lead designer has left the studio amid public backlash in the recent weeks. 
Uh, also announced was the ability to create tra- uh, to create transgendered characters with body, voice, and title options being completely separate. See, it's a weird line. Like, I, I don't know anything about this individual, this lead designer. I've not looked into it. I've just kind of ignored it because I'm a little bit sick of the shit. Uh, I, I know that's yeah. the wrong attitude, complete wrong attitude to have when it comes to stuff like this. But it does. It is starting to give me that feeling that they are just intentionally trying to throttle this game now. Um, because we know nothing about it. And the, the, every day I'm hearing about how this game is a dumpster fire and it's full of fucking hated, hatred people and shit. Like the in- inclusion of the transgender characters is obviously a big plus because it's, uh, it's going against JK Rowling's, uh, rule, you know, beliefs and things that she's been currently being held accountable for, uh, but it does feel a little a little pandery, but like how else would they go around it? There's no way they can deliver this information. Like the best thing they could do is just when the game delivered, it was there and no one said anything. Yeah. But they needed the PR. And because and also it just straight demonstrates how fucking easy it is to make those settings in a game. So any other any other title where a game says they can't do it, they're lying. The answer is change the menu options, connect some things together you can make the character of your choosing. Uh, Neil Druckmann, co-president, has acknowledged fans' thirst for new information on Twitter about uh, Last of Us 2. Uh, he, he's urged patience for the time being, quote, we have several cool things we can't wait to share with you. As soon as we can, we will. Uh, this referencing, obviously, the the people's want for the multiplayer. Mm, for factions, uh, yeah factions that we were that uh came with last of us one uh also speaking of naughty dog turns out tom holland has described his performance as nathan drake in the uncharted movie as quote a mistake and something that i will probably never do again now this uh for context wasn't him saying that the character that he played was bad he felt that his portrayal of it didn't suit him uh, in, in his acting choice, yeah. So apparently his deci- like his performance was was more based around wanting to look good and uh, wanting to you know make sure he's hitting the right pose and looking jacked and which is yeah. kind of the wrong approach for Nathan Drake. But you know he wasn't if he was you know the Rock level. He wasn't like Batista level jacked or anything. He was just a dude. So I, I yeah, I'm not too mad at him. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, with the BAFTAs approaching on the 25th of March, The Last of Us Part 2 has picked up 14 separate nominations, followed closely by Ghost of Tsushima with 12. Uh, Hades, I believe, is sitting with 10 nominations. So, um, yeah, look forward to that. Very nice. Uh, Fall Guys developer Mediatonic has been bought by Epic Games. <laughs> <laughs> So not a, uh, like, so once it's, it's the same sort of idea as like Psionics, right? When they bought Psionics, yeah. Yeah, like they were a multiplayer game that could like they could benefit from the from their funds. Why not? Uh, Forever Entertainment, the company that released the recent Panzer Dragoon remake, is currently working with Square Enix to create quote multiple remake remakes based on one of the Japanese publisher's properties. Hmm. Hmm. I have no idea who that is. You know who Square Enix is. Yeah, but not Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, it's a very old school game. Ah. Wasn't a huge fan. I have no idea what they would do. I don't even know what I would want from Square's back catalogue. 
because it's you know massive but But, yeah so that would be the best thing though because it it does sound as if that that leads to some incredible potential around what games they could head into yeah which is mad and then lastly following on from last week google has told games radar that video games chronicles report on cancelled stadia projects including a title by hideo kojima is quote inaccurate and reported hearsay as fact it added that it doesn't have anything nor has announced anything with kojima or yu suzuki sick burn (laughs) yeah uh, fair enough, I guess. I thought but, I thought I'd add that in since you added in the the the, the story last week. Yeah, well, I like the story, game. and the story's like it was wrong. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, here we go. Here are the top ten best-selling oh, games. Just, just quickly, sorry. Um, the one last bit that I want to throw in that I didn't put in. Uh, the 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 developers behind the Sinking City have currently DMCA'd their own game because the publisher illegally purchased a copy and then uploaded it to Steam for sale <laughs> to the general public. Because they're currently in a lawsuit in France, the developer and the publisher, there's these really weird rights issues to the game. Basically, uh, the publisher got a version from another another platform and then uploaded it to Steam, and then they, were D- they DMCA'd themselves to remove it from the Steam storefront so people couldn't buy it because wow. it wasn't a complete version of the game. Hot damn. That's awesome. And this and this game just re-released on PlayStation 5 like a week ago or something like that. So yeah. it's it's just a hot mess at the moment. Well, I remember hearing about like their little tuffles a long while ago. So friend friend of the show uh zach from well played i remember there being a discussion with him about sinking city because this is something i think he i think he wrote an article this week that's absolutely fantastic yeah so like back yeah because he he, somehow he knew he goes hey keep an eye on this was a couple years ago a year or so ago uh two years ago he's like keep an eye on sinking city something fascinating is about to happen i'm like yeah yeah sure dude yeah what's that and then sure enough all this shit started i'm like oh my god zach you know shit (laughs) this um, and coming from Puck from the chat, the island of Tsushima have named the developers of the Ghost of Tsushima as permanent ambassadors. They have. How mad is that, by the way? That's good shit. Uh, oh, hang on. This is handy. Okay, well, my chat's not showing me any of Puck's things, so you're going to have to help keep an eye on the chat, Max, because I'm not seeing any of it. Yep. Uh, top 10 best-selling games for the PS4 for the week are as follows. Number 10, NBA 2K21. Number 9, GTA... Uh, sorry, GTA. Gran Turismo Sport. Number 6, Little Nightmares 1. Number 7, God of War. Number 7, Tekken 7, which was a whole $7 this week. Uh, number 5, which was Little Nightmares 2. Number 4, Grand Theft Auto 5. Number 3, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Number two, EA Sports FIFA 21. And coming in at number one, which had a nice little boom up from last week, Persona 5 Strikers. Picked it up yet? Oh, no, you opened for Bravely Default to Smash, eh? I uh, Bravely Default to Smash first. Uh, games coming this week. We have uh, one of note being Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time coming to PlayStation 5 on the 12th of March. That it? Yeah, there is nothing else. Yeah, get fucking excited for this week. It's uh, some. 
Anyway, I'm, look, I'm just going to play more Story of Seasons, all right? Fuck I'm it. just going to play more Bradley. I should point out, at the start of the show, uh, I have played some other games. I, I downloaded... Um, I purchased a one-month subscription to EA Play. So I played Madden 21, and I played UFC 3 against friend of the show Cass, and very quickly got my ass handed to me in both games because it turns out I cannot play sports games to save my life. And it's not, it's not Cass being good? I mean, maybe. I, I think he cheated in UFC. He got some bullshit hits that just instantly knocked me out. Yes. But like, sure. Seems a little unreliable. Seems like a bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the current standing is four wins to me, 11 wins to him. So, like, I, I just suck, apparently. <laughs> he keeps whinging that you refuse to play him in MLB, the show. Oh, yeah, because I'm trash and I like to play by myself. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm not a big multiplayer guy, man. It's pure and pure simple. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for joining us on this week. Uh, obviously, not not a big, big week. It's not a lot to chat about. But yeah, so Max will not be returning next week as he is off on the holidays. Uh, I'll be either here with myself or maybe I'll have Padge or maybe I'll have someone completely different. Who knows all, all i know is that i'm gonna have to do the news next week and i'm not looking forward to it because that's the best part about I can, it i can Max i can still do it for you no that's fine it's me complaining no, seriously I'll, I'll still do it i don't mind Sick. i'm still gonna be here on friday anyway then that's a win look at max yep. still doing his job yeah max send us on home so i can go play some story seasons this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, please check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash the pop cultures where you can watch us record this show live, where you can join the show, uh, join the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show you can tell your friends tell your family about this playstation pod uh if you're on the itunes whatever five star rating and a written review if you are on youtube like subscribe leave a comment below i endeavor to answer every single comment if you want to support us financially you can patreon.com slash the pop culturist as well as our merchandise store because.com slash shop where you can buy shirts other assorted shit with our logos on it but until next week i'm ryan betson i'm max cooper and that was for the players. Man, yeah. I I hit a wall somewhere through there. I am fucking knackered. <laughs>